Okay, hello and welcome to Back Up for Grabs. This week we are discussing season one, episode seven. The merger. So initial thoughts. What did you think of this episode, Kylie? Initial thoughts. It was very awkward at times. <laughs> um, but ultimately we kind of see the direction, I think, of where the rest of the season is heading in respect to alliances are what is going to be successful. Very nice. All right. Are you ready to do some uh, (laughs) recapping? I'm ready. Yeah. Ready? Go. There was a forced date between Sean and Jenna for ambassadors from each tribe to determine the merge. Then we had an underwater hold your breath challenge where Jervis did well in the first part, but then not the second. And that's it. That's all that happened. That's all that happened. (laughs) Okay. I don't think I'll be able to do much better, so we'll see. (laughs) Okay. We start off by having a representative from each tribe go to the other tribe to try to determine the new tribe's uh, beach. And Sean and Jenna, they spend the night on the beach. We come back. We have a challenge with holding your breath underwater. Jervis wins. Then we go to tribal council and Gretchen is voted out. There you go. (sighs) Pretty good. I talk so much faster than you do, and I feel like we get the same amount of information out, and it really messes with my head. Hey, at least you told everybody that Gretchen went home. I didn't get that. <laughs> In your version, everyone's still there. <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah, it was sad. We'll get there. Okay, so when they first switch alliances, Sean goes to the Pagong Beach, and Jenna comes to Toggies. Yeah, and Jenna was like, wow, they have it nice here. Which is so surprising to me, I think, because Toggy has won, I'm pretty sure, overall less challenges than Pagong. They've had less people the whole time, and yet they've, I don't know, I guess gotten their groove quicker. Yeah, like the vibe just feels much cleaner. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and Gretchen was even kind of hinting on that, because she said that she had heard that the Toggy tribe was more put together and that's kind of what she wanted from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it only took until recently that Pagong kind of got their camp life up to Gretchen's standards, so. Yeah, and I don't know that it got up to Gretchen's standards so much as Gretchen lowered her standards. (laughs) Yeah, her whole, that interview I thought was really sweet that she was kind of saying, like, I think I might have fit in on Toggy better and sometimes... The people here don't really do or, like, act the way that I would like my camp to look, but I'm glad that I'm here, but I'm also glad to be going. Like, she just seemed very... Self-growth. Exactly. Self... Like, super self-aware. More so, I think, than most other people are, even knowing the game later on. Yeah. Um, And she just seemed very at peace with it, and I think... I don't know that I would have had the same level of being able to, like, let go of my beach that quickly... So it was kind of sweet to, I don't know, just see her her journey. (laughs) Well, and to recognize, like, the personalities that she was with didn't click for her right away. And she thought that the people on Toggy would, but she was okay in hindsight being with, like, the more happy people and the people who don't care as much. And she was like, you don't have to, like, be doing something in every minute of the day. Like, it's okay to, like relax. Mm-hmm. So. I wish that we would be able to hear more from people about like small self-discoveries like that because we have a lot of people at the end being like 
I never thought I could accomplish something like this, and I've learned so much about myself. And right. then it's like, okay, but, but, but what? what? Yeah. <laughs> I did find the discussion about um, how Sean is not in the Toggy Alliance voting block going into it really funny. And no one's really thinking of numbers, even Toggy. Like, we gave him a lot of credit, I feel like, last episode for being strategic. Right. But regardless of whether, you know, them or Pagong lost the challenge, they're going in with less numbers. So you should want Sean with you, even if you think he's stupid. Like... Yeah, I feel like Richard is only concerned with his little voting block of four, with him, Rudy, Sue, and Kelly. And... I mean, maybe he's under the impression that no one else really has alliances because it took him, you know, some convincing to get this alliance for himself, yeah, which is he, accurate at this point. Right. And I was going to say, he's not wrong because half the people on Pagong, they have the numbers and they're right. like, well, like Jenna, I don't think that we should like be voting by alliance. I think we should just all vote for who we think should go home. And it's like, okay, but if you everybody's going to think something different. If you have alliances, then you would vote whoever, like, the person who should go home is the person who's not in your alliance. Right. It's just a different way of thinking about it, and I think... I bet if all of the Pagong players were to go play Survivor again now, which they all can't because a lot of them have died, or, you know, did play again, like Jenna, Richard Hatch, Sue, and they all got the alliance concept after that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't think... I mean, they, they really the, shot themselves yeah. in the foot. <laughs> no, the alliance thing is really what made this episode, or the, made tribal happen. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, we were going to have one vote for everybody, like we did. Mm-hmm. And then Toggy was like, just kidding. This is how you do it. This is how you send someone home. Yeah. But before we get there, we need to know who won immunity. We need to know a lot of things. Well, we do. <laughs> I was going to gloss over the summit because it was just weird between Sean and Jenna. Okay, I don't want to gloss over it. I <laughs> thought that was hilarious. And I I don't know if it's just because they've been so devoid of romance for however long, but I didn't feel like the setup was like screaming a date. Like it just so happened to be Sean and Jenna, who are two people that I feel like, could, like there might be a possibility of some kind of connection there. But if you would have sent like Rudy and Sue... Like, they're on the same tribe, so they would have never gone. But, like, Richard and Greg, like, there wouldn't have been this kind of undertone. Because a lot of reward challenges look like that. There's just never two people anymore. Yeah. Like, just two people. Yeah. I think it was hard because, like, I think even Sean mentioned, like, the they made it look like a date. Like, there was a very nice platter of food. Four bottles of wine, as they mentioned. Cute little cot beds next to the dinner table that they then moved into the, like, shelter, which was great. They got to stay dry that day. But it just looked like it like it was a nice, fancy dinner. I don't know. I get it. I just... I, well, that's exactly what I think. I think it looked like a fancy dinner, and that doesn't have inherent... Like, it doesn't have to be romantic yeah. to be a nice But then it was, dinner. like, two young-ish people, two pretty, attra- like, attractive people... We know they're single. Yeah, Jeff was like, this is for you guys. You know, you're going to spend the night here. It's like, okay. Yeah, the one thing that I was kind of like, okay, was the spending the night situation. But then at the same time, like, there's overnight rewards all the time Mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah. So. Well, and Jenna was just like, I want to go back to camp. Like, I can see them in the distance. There's my fire. Yeah, I think maybe the parts that make it weirder that it's not associated with a challenge. Mm Mm-hmm. 
that no one was told how long they'd be gone, including them. Mm-hmm. So, like, them having an overnight was, like, a, just as much a surprise to them as to everybody else. Right. But I do, like, if I could, like, you know, ship two people from this season, it would probably be Sean and Jenna. I feel like they match each other's energy pretty well. Like, hmm. they just seem, like, very, like, kind people. You say, hmm, well, who, who would you, if you had to pick two well, people it's just because to date Jenna was this not season. happy about it whatsoever. She was like, this is just not my vibe. Like, that's why. Sean maybe, also, maybe you know what's best for Jenna. <laughs> Sean said that, too. Like, he was like, yeah, there's not really any chemistry here. And I'm like, I wonder if he kind of was, like, hoping that maybe there would be. And then it's like. But Sean also said he's not good at first impressions, so. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so funny, while they're on this ambassador retreat or whatever, the two camps back at home, Pagong is like, where's Jenna? We miss Jenna. Like, we hope she's okay. Like, when do we think she's be going to be back? Blah, blah, blah. And Toggy's very much just like, yeah, Sean left. Yeah. And they're like, I wonder why, why he's not back. Like, why is he not back? We need, to, <laughs> we need to know what's going on. And the other tribe is like, no, Jenna. We miss her. It made me think that... Since they were all like, oh, like, where's Jenna? Like, we miss Jenna. That they wouldn't really vote her out. Because if they do miss her, they like having her around enough to... That she wouldn't be on the chopping block. I mean, obviously they're merging. But, like, that tribe does not have Jenna as their number one to vote out. Right. We kind of think it's probably Jervis. But mm-hmm. not well, Jenna. Yeah, I agree. But when you think about it, the people that voted for Jenna are Jervis. Yeah. Who th- knows Jenna doesn't like him very much. And Joel, who is now gone. True. But who's Jervis going to pick on now? So then we kind of go to, well, then they merge. So. Yeah, without a challenge, which is interesting. Right. Jenna and Sean come back to Pagong, pick up all of Pagong's tribe, and then they go over to Toggy. And what caught my eye was that Greg recognized right away that Richard was playing a big game. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he he said that to the camera. But then he was like, but this will be fun. It's like, no, 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 no. That means Richard is a target. Like, he is... You were so close, you were Greg. So, yeah, you didn't... You missed the point. Honestly, I think if Greg were to come back and play now, or at any point after subsequent seasons had aired, he would have been a winner. Yeah. Because he's very smart. Yeah. He's very perceptive. Athletic. He can... I think he can read rooms really well. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of get that by, like, him being, you know, the clown and the jokester, which is probably born of, you know, people needing their spirits lifted a little bit, and him being, you know, a, a bit of a leader from what they have said is probably because that tribe needed some serious direction. And right. there's a lot of, I think, moving pieces that Greg notices that other people didn't. And I, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I wish he would have just pushed it a little further and gotten Richard out. Yeah. But Richard, like we've said, in that Rudy is so straightforward about his personality, I think Richard is probably the most deceptive person in terms of he's just trying to get along with everybody and be chill and provide food. Right. He was very proud of himself to be the food provider. Yeah, I did think that was funny. That it's human nature to have this tendency to want to impress people you don't know that well. And even though it's like they already knew their beach was better, they already knew that they were more organized, but it was like... On top of all that, let's have, like, the biggest seafood feast we've had since being here just to show that we can. Right. And then we'll act like it's normal. Right. <laughs> well, and even the girls, like, the girls were all trying to fix the shelter to accommodate for more people. And I forget who made the comment. It might have been Gretchen. Um, 
when they said like, oh yeah, like we're all pretty competitive. Like we try to do better than each other. So in turn, we're making the camp so much better because one person does one thing and then another person sees it and they're like, oh, I can upgrade it even more by doing this. And so it's just like mm-hmm. constant improvement basically. Yeah, and that's what's funny is you'd think, you know, in all of those like, I don't know, island games, like, what would you bring on an island? People are like, well, I would just lay there. And it's like, no, you wouldn't. Like, it's, this is an interesting, going down a psychological direction I didn't plan for it to, but it just feels like such a human nature trait that we're always looking to improve something. Mm -hmm. And if nothing else, I do think that that makes us biologically different from animals in the sense that, like, a bird builds a nest and if it works, cool. They'll do it again. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas if, you know, we can build a hut and now more people are coming, we're going, okay, how can we make a better hut? Right. Okay, this hut's great. How do we make it even better? Like, right. They didn't need to. 90% dry. How do we get that 10%? Right. Like, it's, it's cool. And I think as we're filming this, we just watched the um, season 41 finale of Survivor. And you can just tell that Jeff is so excited about, like, the game and how the game has involved and evolved, sorry, blah, blah, blah. And even now you can kind of see his, like looking at from what it started as to now, there's so many things that stay the same, even though obviously a lot of things are different now, but that's one of them of everyone just has to be better than everybody else. (laughs) Jeff's evolving the game of Survivor too, and we love it. (laughs) But yeah, so then we go to the first challenge as Emerge Tribe. And it was where they had to hold their breath underwater. Well, that was the first stage. And so then the winners, the top three of who could hold their breath the longest went to the second round, basically. And personally, I did not think that Jervis would make it to final three. Yet he was the last one standing for that first round. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's the only explanation that makes sense to me is what I said, which is that I think he, being a taller guy, has big like a big lung capacity. Right. And I mean, I just thought he would freak out in the water, basically, and cause himself to panic and have to go back up. Yeah. Although, he can't swim, so his MO for being in the water is to just go under. Yeah. So maybe that's, like, now that this that's This was his the, challenge. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now that that's the objective, he's shining. <laughs> right. But during the challenge, I noticed that Sean and Greg shook hands while they were underwater. Maybe, like some sort of alliance there of, like, I won't vote you, you won't vote me if, like, we both go up. I don't know. Just something I picked up on. I feel like that's giving them a lot of credit. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Well, Greg is, yeah, I don't know. Greg's smart, but he's also very nice. I just think they were being sportsmanlike. Yeah. Also notice that Kelly was out first. Shocker to me. She's small. She probably can't hold her breath that long just from, you know, physiologically. Yeah. One. Two, she knows she's not going anywhere. Yeah, she just made a big deal about the water challenge a while ago, and so I'm bringing it back. (laughs) But yeah, and then Jeff said, just kidding, Jervis. The next part of the challenge is going to be you actually having to be underwater and moving very quickly and releasing buoys. And Jervis was like, oh gosh. So he was out floating in the middle of the the water, and um, it was a well-fought, hard battle between Greg and Sean. And Greg came out victorious at the very last second. They were pretty neck and neck the whole time. Yeah, but good sports about it. Yeah, I like, they seem very down to earth Yeah, dudes. Although if you asked Sue, <laughs> uh, Sean's kind of dumb. And that's why he's not in the alliance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so we go back to camp and we kind of get some more talking about the voting block situation, how people are unhappy with it. Specifically, I think Jenna says straight out that she doesn't think it's a good idea. Yeah, she wants to vote based on merits regardless of tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's kind of short. Yeah. Then we go to tribal. I find it so interesting that Richard says there hasn't been a change in dynamic at all. And it's, I don't know what he's trying to prove by saying that, but it feels like he's trying to like, maybe he just wants to show that like, he doesn't dislike anybody from Pagong. Like they're one big happy family. He's not targeting them. Right. But like the dynamics obviously changed. You've thrown five new people yeah, just you, ask you've, Rudy. Rudy was not happy about it. <laughs> you've doubled your tribe. Like, there's a change in the dynamic. And I, I get what you mean. Like, not wanting to be like, oh, it's worse. Like, right. it sucks so much that they're here. Right, or it's so different. Like, now we have to do this, this, this. But he could have gone in the other direction of, like, it's been a really nice uptick in energy. Like, we like having new people around. It's nice to it's true. get to explore new relationships and not hear... And talk to more people. The people's same stories over and over again. But yeah. instead, he just went with, like, nothing is different. This is the same like you have changed nothing about my life here and that's what I mean like who are you trying to convince and like what of because obviously people know it's different right you can put I mean even one new person even the same people in a new environment like you can put the two of us in a different like we used to be roommates different dynamic there than there is now like it doesn't have to be like you don't have to try to act like nothing's changed right Which makes me think it was strategic, but I'm not sure what he's trying to get at by, like, trying to convince everybody else that things are totally normal and totally fine and nothing's different. Other than maybe it's, like, a subliminal message to his four-person group that nothing's changed, Mm -hmm. but, like, obviously not because... a little more credit. I also... Yeah, they haven't had a vote for something to change where they're all voting as a block, so... yeah. Well, and then, yeah, so Toggy voted consistently. Well, more so just those four. And Pagong literally voted for every single person from Toggy. Mm-hmm. And so Gretchen kind of realized after she got two votes, she was like, oh, my God, it's me. And it was because they actually planned for someone to go home instead of, let's see, which name am I going to write down today? What do you think of the strategic choice behind Gretchen? Them voting out Gretchen? Mm-hmm. Um, she was a strong woman. I think that... Um, I'm kind of surprised they didn't pick Jervis to get out a strong guy. Because I think Richard, when they were... They had their little powwow on the beach. And Richard and Kelly, I think, were saying, like, we should get out, a, like, strong people from Pagong. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because there's going to be individual challenges coming up and... Um, They'd be, con- like, contenders to win the individual immunity. And, like, maybe so, I guess, in- along those lines, like, yes, Jervis did well, kind of, in this challenge. But then once Swimming was involved, he wasn't. So maybe they think that they can beat him if a challenge involved water. Jervis isn't that physical of a threat in running, as we've talked about before. Um... I think they have stronger girls than Jenna and Colleen. Mm-hmm. So all that's really left is Gretchen or Greg. And maybe, I mean, maybe they were talking and they didn't find Greg annoying yet. <laughs> Sue does. We know that. <laughs> oh, that's true. But, I mean, 
I find Gretchen to be a very smart player. Um, like we have said, like with her self awareness, awareness, yeah. And I guess maybe that edit shows that she was going to be voted out today, which is sad, but <laughs> yeah, it felt kind of confessional. Yeah, I so I like that. I have a different theory. Okay. Which is that they sussed out that Gretchen was not the favorite among Pagong. Mm. And that she didn't feel like she belonged. And so they knocked her out in an effort to not... Piss off Pagong. Mm-hmm. And get them all to combine and go, turns out we do have, you know, more numbers and we can... <laughs> one by one. Yep. Yeah. Especially because Sean is not in there for some. No. So if Pagong realizes... There, so there's five Pagong, five, well, four Toggy, five Pagong, and Sean. Mm-hmm. So if they vote out one of the Pagong people that's, I mean, not an official core four of Pagong, but, you know, Greg, Jenna, Colleen, or Jervis, who have kind of been, I think, more buddy-buddy than Gretchen has, then they're going to pull Sean and start voting out Toggy, I think. I think... I think that would have gone through Richard's head. I don't know that I would say, like, that I would think anybody else had gotten there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really good. I, I mean, I like that a lot. It's also possible that Sue was just annoyed by Gretchen and thought she'd be anal around camp. Or she could have been anal around camp already. That's true. But I don't think Gretchen had enough time to really, like, enforce that on other people. She probably was just happy it was picked up at camp. <laughs> She's like, things aren't literally sitting in the water all day. Great. Our flag is standing. <laughs> Who would you have voted out? If I could figure out a way to swing it, Richard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would have had to convince the Pagong people to actually vote as an alliance. Mm-hmm. He's smart. He had more physical prowess than quite a few people in the underwater challenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the other aspect of it. I don't know that they would have... Even if Jervis is annoying, I think Jervis has passed the stage where his leaving is going to benefit a lot of people because he doesn't do much mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. And this is not me, like, crapping on your idea. I just don't think Jervis is that strong of a physical player. That's fair. Because I, I do think he started that way, but I think since the last, probably probably since the food challenge, he hasn't struck me as someone who's got the tenacity to really, like, win. Mm-hmm. And his, you know, success in the underwater challenge felt more like a fluke of, like, he literally won by staying still the longest. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, I feel like Jervis... And not that there's no merit in that. Tries I still, really hard. I think he's an interesting player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he tries really hard, and so that comes off as him being good to me. Like, when he was doing that relay race and sucking at, you know, marathon sprinting into the jungle, he still tried really hard until he, you know, almost collapsed. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, okay, maybe you are, like good physically but just aren't as good as the people you're going against Mm -hmm. I don't know it might just be situational (laughs) (laughs) and I don't I really there's not a single person I think on this season that I intensely disliked at any point Mm -hmm. people like have annoying comments occasionally but and you know as a person Richard's maybe the worst (laughs) but like you know, as a player, I think he's interesting to watch, and he's a good character. Mm-hmm. This is also the birth of Sean's alphabetical order voting system. Yeah, I mean, he's not in an alliance, so he's not going to vote with whatever they're going to do, so he 
throwing it in the wind and just saying, all right, who's first alphabetically? Here we go. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, his alphabet strategy is the reason that Jenna ends up going home, (laughs) which is going to be fun to watch later. Yep. Assuming that I even remembered that correctly, which is a tall order. Well, and that's how we end up picking our winner later too. So we'll get there. All right. Should we move on to birthdays? Yes. So on February 13th, it was Ryan Aiken's birthday from season six. And it was also the season six premiere, the Amazon and the season 26 premiere, Kara Moen. February 14th is Yule Kwan's birthday from season 13 and season 40. Yule is one of our all-time favorite players, I would say. Love him. Um, February 15th is Jenna Maroska's birthday from season 6 and season 8. And Frosty Zerno's birthday from season 15. It's also the season 24 premiere of One World, which I really liked. (laughs) You just like, you like Kim. I love Kim. (laughs) Um... February 16th is the season 22 premiere, which was Redemption Island, and one of our personal faves also wins that season, so I'm excited once we get there. Yes. And it is also Vince Sly's birthday from season 30. Then February 17th is the season 10 premiere Palau, the season 32 premiere Cal Rong. It's also Russell Swan's birthday from season 19 and season 25, and Nayanka Mixon's birthday from season 21. February 18th, we don't have any birthdays, but February 19th is Neela Dennis from season 4, and Travis Sampson from season 9. All right, so I think that about wraps it for us. So please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at backupforgrabs on Instagram and backupforgrabs underscore on Twitter. Or you can email us at backupforgrabspod at gmail.com.